everyone welcome back to we will talk about it podcast with your host gina and welcome to another episode today sorry i completely forgot what video i was making this for it's 1:20 at night and i am exhausted but this is such i know i say every video but this is such a good revelation that i wanted to share with you guys today <laughs> so we're gonna jump straight in um as you can tell by the title it is called people pleasers I'm a people pleaser, so this is for me as well. So don't feel attacked. We're in this together. But I just really hope you guys like this episode. So let's go ahead and close our eyes, bow our heads, and ask God to be with us in today's episode. We just pray for your presence right now. We pray that, Lord, you will just be present as we talk about people pleasing. Lord, we just pray that you will just speak through me to guide your people to serve you, to please you, and to not please other believers, unbelievers, and just humans in general. In Jesus mighty name we pray amen the first point i have about people pleases is as believers we must know that we are set apart and we are set apart and told not to conform to the world and its habits and there's two scriptures that i want to read from john 15 verse 19 if you belong to the world the world would love you as its own and would treat you with affection but you are not of the world you no longer belong to it but i have chosen you out of the world and because of this the world hates you and let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly and godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Both of those scriptures just confirm the first statement that I said is you are not a part of this world and you are not to be conformed of this world. First point of people pleasing is you cannot please people in a world that you're not a part of. Should I just say that again? You cannot please people in a world that you're not a part of how are you trying to please unbelievers when their customs their attitude the ways they do things is so different to how your heavenly father has orchestrated and commanded you to do how are you going to please them there's contrast there's drive there's already that resentment and that difference there how are you going to generally please them and I feel like in order for us to truly understand how dangerous people-pleasing is and to truly understand why you cannot people-please unbelievers, we need to have scriptures. And there's a story that I would like to tell today and it's all about Eli and his two sons, okay? Eli was the high priest and a father to two sons. His sons were in line to succeed as high priest and had already began serving as Eli's servants. If you don't know where this story is, it's in First Samuel chapter 2, you will find it there blank um i think it's halfway down so it'll be from verse i want to say verses 10 onwards this is where the story of eli and his two sons come into play eli was a good man i will say eli was a good man he was a good and faithful man and he served the lord with all his heart and he truly loved god and he wanted his children he wanted his children to be able to carry out his legacy and to be able to carry out worshiping serving god and he'd wanted his children who were already in line to succeed 
to be the next high priest, which Eli was, um, to start serving a little bit early to kind of get into the role. However, his two sons were wicked. First Samuel chapter two, verse 12 tells us that they were wicked, worthless, and not God-fearing. So not only were they wicked, they were worthless and they didn't have the fear of God in them. They didn't care much about God, let alone to fear him. The problem with Eli's sons were they valued themselves more than God. They saw themselves on a higher hierarchy than God and they were highly respected. Whether or not they were wicked or worthless, they were highly respected as high priests. When you hear a high priest, you don't want to think of wicked, worthless and God-fearing. You actually want to think about all the opposites. So they were receiving respect from the people because at the time they believed that they were these God-fearing men. But that's not where the issue was. The issue all begins here. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 22 to 24. Now Eli was very old and he heard about everything that his sons were doing to all the people of Israel and how they were lying with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting aka the tabernacle. Eli said to them, why do you do such things, the evil things that I hear from all these people? No, my sons, for the re- for the report that I keep, keep hearing from the pass- passers-by among the Lord's people is not good. Now, someone might read that scripture and think, oh, but you know, Eli did a good job. He No. Eli was the top of the command. He was the high priest. His sons were just serving, were just training to become high priests by being servants. And Eli had a very big responsibility. One, he was the high priest, so he should have never allowed this behavior to continue for as long as it did. Um, that was wrong. Number two, he was representing and glorifying God and he was orchestrated and chosen to be a high priest through the lineage by God. So his first and his first and foremost priority was to correct them, remove them from their positions for God and then deal with all the family, fatherly love afterwards. His first position was to put God first. Now, because Eli was afraid of upsetting his sons, because Eli loved his sons so much, in fact, he loved his sons too much that he loved them more than he loved God, because he was willing to bypass and put a blind eye to what his sons were doing just to not upset them, just to not embarrass them. And he was so concerned about the opinions of other people. That was the only reason why he even corrected his sons in the first place. Listen to the verse, and I think it was verse 24. Um, what he's hearing from the passers-by among the Lord's people is not good. What about God? What does God have to say about this? You know the rules, Eli. You know the, the, the rules and the regulations to being a high priest. You know the rules and the regulations to being a servant. You know what the offering means and who gets the first and the best part of the fat. You know that goes to God. So why then... Is it only when the other people are speaking that you choose to then correct your son? The dangerous part about this was Eli's fear wasn't with God. And the minute Eli stopped fearing God, he started fearing his sons because he was more concerned and more worried about how his sons would react, how his sons would take him, how his sons would be with him outside of the congregation of the high priest, outside of them being servants, that he was willing to risk it all just to keep them in there knowing that they're corrupting the entire system. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Am I now trying to win the favor and a 
approval of men or of God? Or am I still seeking to please someone? If I were still trying to be popular with men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Eli was trying to be popular alongside the men and the men were his son and the men were the community what the community had to say he was so concerned about the opinions of other people he forgot to be concerned about the opinion god had on him oh gosh should i say that again he was so concerned about the opinions of other people that he forgot to be concerned about the opinion that god had on him how many of us are so concerned about what others have to say about our walk with christ how many of us are so concerned about what people have to say about how we are walking with the lord how we are following the commandments how we are so boring how we are not entertaining anymore that we are willing to compromise our relationship with god we are willing to compromise pleasing god just to please and hear positive thoughts and opinions from unbelievers how many of us are willing to go that far how many of us are already past that line guys this is so dangerous we are there's literally generations generations of walking elis we are so afraid of men that the fear of god has become subliminal the fear of god has become extinct because we are so afraid of the opinions of men we are so afraid about what our brothers and our sisters and our aunties and our uncles think about us the approval of men causes us to make decisions without consulting god because guys let me give you an example, okay? If the Lord says to wait, but the the world tells you that by this time, by this age, you should be married, you should have kids, and you're so concerned about what the world has to say, you're going to end up rushing into something that the Lord hadn't ordained. You're going to end up making a mistake. Guys, this is such a word. If you're worried about the approval and opinions of man, you are going to make so many mistakes. You are going to not have God's word guiding you to the will, guiding you to the bigger picture, guiding you to where you need you to be because you are allowing the world, you are allowing the opinions of mere men to guide you to where you need to be. Guys, come on come on and I'm speaking to myself because I am someone who the opinions of others will cause me to change but the opinion that God has of me I won't even blink two eyes but God is the one who judges where our soul goes God is the one who judges whether we end up in heaven or hell God is the one who gives us all the blessings guys if we are going off the approval of men, we will never be satisfied. We will never be happy and we will never accomplish anything that God has ordained for us because nine times out of 10, what God wants for us, the world doesn't. What God wants for us, the people amongst us don't. What God has said over our lives, you have so many doubts, confusions, and all of that negative energy coming into the presence of your relationship with the Lord and it's such a word it, it actually is such a word like we are so concerned and more in tuned and more unwilling to sacrifice everything that we know and sacrifice the relationship with the father that we have just to please men when you say it, how ridiculous does that sound? And it could be a little thing of dressing. Like for me, and I'll give you an example, guys. Modesty for me was a big major part. When I first became a Christian, the way I dressed, I looked like a total. A to I just didn't look very presentable. 
when I first came to Christianity, the way that I dressed was horror, absolutely horror. I've had to archive all those pictures, so don't even think about going to my Instagram because you're not going to find them, but they were absolutely horror. I didn't have a sense of decency. I used to dress for male validation. I used to dress to get attention from guys, and this is literally me saying it because my daddy issues are kicking in. I used to dress so someone would see me and be like, oh, she's got a nice bum. Oh, her figure's nice in that. And when I became a Christian, the Lord, it took two years, but the Lord slowly started pruning me and I started to cover up more and I started to find my style, find a way that I looked good. I felt confident. I looked like a boss babe and I was still glorifying God and people still had something to say. You can never, ever please anybody. What I've learned in this lifestyle is you have to do what God has told you to do because with God, there is a target. You can always please God. With human beings, you can never please them. Our mind changes every three seconds, every two minutes, every single day. Like we might like something one day, we hate it the next. With God, he is a consistent God. What he says is what he says. His words don't change. Why are we trying to please and 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 trying to live a life for people who opinions change like we will never truly be satisfied we will never truly satisfy them because there is no end goal there's no end goal with these people that we're trying to please that was with Eli there was no end goal there was no end goal he was happy to sit back and watch his children ruin ruin the congregation ruin the integrity that God had built just to prevent them from being upset with him. That is crazy. When God finally comes down and he speaks to Eli, he condemns him. He condemns him for his role as a high priest. Then he condemns him for his role as a father. But the way he condemns him for his role as a high priest gives me shivers. And I think we should just read it. First Samuel chapter two, verse 27 to 29. Then a man of God prophet came to Eli and said to him, thus says the Lord, did I not plainly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house? Moreover, I selected him out of all of the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn my incense, to wear an ephod before me. And from then on, I gave to the house of your father all the fire offerings of the sons of Israel. Why then do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons, and honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves with the choicest part of every offering of my people Israel. Guys, that in itself, I know I mumbled and jumbled the whole way through, but that speaks to what the Lord said. Before you had your sons, you had a covenant with me. How can you, guys? How can you put? the covenant that you have with me aside for people that you don't even have a covenant with, for people who don't care about you, for people who, how can you honor these people more than you honor me? It's a word. <laughs> it's a word. Like, I don't know what to say to this. This, this, the revelation, the scriptures are speaking for itself. Now, the way God punishes Eli is death. You don't know what your punishment would be. You don't know what the consequences of you choosing to please unbelievers 
instead of God could be. We're put on here for one-on-one purpose, to glorify God and to please him in every single thing we do, to worship him in everything that we do. Now, you cannot truly worship the Lord. You cannot truly fulfill this commandment if your heart is set on the world. And that's why the Lord tells you wherever your treasures lie, there your heart lies also. If your treasures lie with the world, your heart will be with the world because you're going to be concerned about their opinions and you, their views and you, what they think. Like, me personally, I've had to learn to stop because it's preventing me walking with Christ. Doing this podcast, I was so scared of the opinions and the judgment of others that it stopped me doing it for almost two years. I refused to listen to God. I refused to pick up a camera. I refused to carry on and be consistent with something that he had spoken to me personally and confirmed it several times because I was afraid of the opinions of people who don't get a say in where my soul lies. So this video isn't to condemn, actually it is. This video is to condemn the people pleasers and this is including myself that we have to wake up. We cannot be walking this life of Christianity trying to please the world. It doesn't work. The Lord says in the Bible, you cannot have two masters. You have to choose one. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot. It's either you choose God or you choose the world. So choose wisely. And if I were you, I would choose God. My prayer to you guys today is that those of you who are suffering with people pleasing, it is time to surrender it to God. Go to God and tell him, Lord, I suffer from, I suffer from to choose you I suffer to choose your opinions I suffer to choose your thought and your value over me I suffer to honor you more than I honor the world Lord change my heart transform me Lord into the person that you want me to be thank you guys so much for tuning in with me today and I'll see you in the next episode bye everyone Rivers of wonder come from a stone life in abundance